0: Here we go. Oh, long. You are now tuned in to the real Coach JB Slapdick. It. It it's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? It we see. Out. It's the get last out. chance for you. Last chance for me, it's the last chance for you. Last chance for me, it's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see it's the last chance for you. What up, what up? Real coach JB, Slap Dick Podcast. I know I've been out last few days. Um on the slap dick side of things. Even though I'm still a slap dick, of course, as we all are. Uh I'm gonna get to the uh to the show let me get all my shit ready here uh appreciate you guys joining me on youtube um as you know i dropped my coaching one-on-one show tuesday thursdays and saturdays so i'll be back to that tomorrow morning 9 a.m pacific um but today brandon lang man i haven't i haven't bothered brandon uh i want him to recover all the way man before i fucking bother him um he's still in recovery mode so uh I know we had a good thing going with the show. Uh, Shit happens, though. So, good dude. And hopefully he'll be back maybe next week or or soon. And uh, hopefully at least we'll recover the playoffs uh, if we have them. So, the title of this show is going to be called Playing The Game. Um, And I'm going to get into a few things. Uh, Quote of the day, man. I'm a great believer in luck. And I find the harder I work, the more I find of it. That's just what it is. I'm a great believer in luck, and I find the harder I work, the more I find of it. Um, it is what it is, man. You know, harder you work, sometimes creates its own luck. Instead of some cats going tucking their tails and wishing shit would happen, wishing in one hand, shitting in the other one. This show is brought to you by Bet Online. The NFL NFL season's in full swing. You might not be at the games as we know, but you can still be in on the action at BetOnline.ag. Uh, I'm gonna bet tonight. Some college games. I also been playing some fucking blackjack here and there. The online casino never closes. From game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there's a, always the online casino. So head to BetOnline.ag today. Take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Again, that's BetOnline.ag. Sign up today. Bet Online your online sportsbook experts. Check it out. There's good parlays on there, man. You can win. Shit, man. 500% profit. Uh, So, uh, man, I'm going to get into this title called Playing the Game. All right. Um, And uh, welcome in YouTubers. You guys can shoot the shit, ask questions, leave some questions. I'll get to them during the show for you. Um, And uh, see what happens. Title of the show is Playing the Game. So, look. You know, I post a few players I had. You know, Tuesday night, Akron played Kent State. The best player on the field was probably one of my former players. Good, good kid. I personally recruited him, brought him to Indy. Tion Dollard. Good friend of mine sent me that kid. Great kid uh, out of Florida. <sighs> Should I think he had four touchdowns Tuesday night versus Kent. Uh, over 200 yards. I think it's two weeks in a row. You know... You know, he was our third, fourth-string guy, just so everyone's clear. He's a great back. He played. He actually earned a great spot. He played last year, obviously, when I wasn't there. Uh, I brought him in the year before. Um, So he learned the the ropes in in the winter and and those things before I left. Um, But Shamari Jones, who leads Coastal Carolina, was one of our other backs. And... Obviously, we had a big-time Indiana transfer named Morgan Ellison who was sharing a lot of the load there um, as a big-time, you know. <laughs> you know, as a freshman, he, 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 he balled out versus Ohio State. I think he ran for 120 yards and was, uh, I think, freshman of the year in the, in the Big Ten. So we had some guys, right? Obviously, you got Raheem Boyd at in, in Arkansas now, and you had Jamal Scott, who's a real deal baller, and he's back out here, uh, went to Eastern Illinois. But, you know, we had a bunch of dudes, man. That's just what it is. And people are, I posted some things, and people are like, God damn, coach, you have players everywhere. We had another player in that game, Kent State uh, Akron game, John Mitchell playing D tackle. But I'm just telling you, we had 40 kids playing last weekend. Um, there was another 30 that weren't playing because of COVID or what have you. Not because they have COVID, but their teams. Because I taught them how to play the game. I'm going to get the best players. I'm going to have the best players. That's a given. But can you get them to play the game so they can go on and have success like you guys are all seeing on social media and obviously watching them ball play? Um You know, Jermaine Johnson's his stock's rising every day at Georgia. Um, We have a left tackle at University of Kentucky, Jeremy Flax. Um, We got a kid named, uh, we got a a D-tackle at Auburn, um, Butler, who's balling out, who I brought into Indy before I left. We got dudes that are there that that, that I taught to play the game. Because there's more than just playing games and the game on the field you got to know how to play the game, and this show is going to be called Playing the Game, and we're going to discuss why not, you know how not enough people are learning how to play the game. So shout-out to all my kids out there balling having a great year. Um, hopefully some of these guys on the Pac-12 side can play. Koi Dang, a Cal, who played against UCLA last week. Um, obviously, they struggled versus UCLA. UCLA already had a game in, and at this point it's a club, you know, it's a club season, man. I mean, that's really what we're playing here. So um, so I wanted to bring that up and talk about it. Uh, a couple of weeks ago on the show when uh, the, the Bucks signed A.B., if you guys all listened or know, I told you guys A.B. would get two weeks. I told you guys two weeks, I thought. Well, we're at two weeks, and then an issue surfaces that he fucking threw a bike at a cop and security guard and wrecked the camera. I told you guys. Shitbirds are shitbirds. You're not changing a shitbird. You can't get a shitbird back to be being a fuckstick and then back to being a slapdick. If you guys read my book, Hate Me Now and Love Me Later, you know what I'm talking about. Once you become a shitbird, he's over the threshold. He's gone. He's a... Uh, in my opinion, Mike Tomlin had him when he was a fuckstick and he kept him at, the, at bay. And A.B. kind of knew, you know, he was a fuckstick and he kind of left him in that in that realm. And he never hit shitbird status. Right. Because you never heard of him. He hit shitbird status when he recorded Tomlin um, in the meeting in the locker room after after a game. That's when he became shitbird. Right. Obviously, from that point on, he was shit bird 100. He couldn't get out his own way. And obviously, he's got a bunch of shit going on. So I told you guys, I don't think he's going to make it. Um. And yeah, you know, obviously, he's got some people out there that are probably fearing, scaring some folks into not, um, you know, not pressing charges in his in his HOA you know I got HOA and I get fined for having a fucking bush too long so in my front yard right so obviously um it's more of a fear factor than uh you know they're fearing the kid the guy more than they are uh because they would have pressed charges on any of us right so anyway I don't see him making it um you know I told you guys I thought Pete Carroll let the, let him go to there because I think I think Pete Carroll thought the Bucks were the single most challenging team to the Seahawks and I think he knows they'll implode. I see it. I'm going to tell I'm sticking to it. I still think the Seahawks are going to play in the Super Bowl. Um last night really really uh kind of kept me leaning that way especially with Dunlop. So gave him a little pass rush yesterday. Adams is getting a little healthier uh, in the back row. And like I told you guys last week, they haven't had a running back in a while. And they got they got uh you know they got their they got a their third stringer back last night um who ended up balling out and you know Hyde but uh, Carlos Hyde but he uh wait till Carson comes back. They're going to be a team, man, that can still, uh, you know, outscore anybody in the league at any given game. I think the Saints are done, um, personally, and uh, we'll get into it all. I got some hot topics to discuss. Uh, Obviously, the A-B issue. Uh, Seahawks, you know, are they a Super Bowl contender or not? I think so. I think anybody that are in that top four to five range in the the NFC can win it um, or get to the Super Bowl and play the Chiefs, but... You know, I think the Seahawks can do something. Um, I, I don't. I didn't expect Russell Wilson to continue to throw red zone picks for the rest of the season. Okay, I think he's had he had a little bit of down a couple three weeks, and uh, I think he's figured that out. And I think they'll be okay. And so, um, that's my opinion. Uh, Saints, on the other hand, you know, I know they're sitting at seven and two or whatever. You know, everybody on ESPN this morning said, Man, they're not starting Taysom Hill. He's 30 years old. Nobody even knows who he is yet, and he's 30. Jameis Winston will get the fucking start. And I'm sitting there thinking, Nah, he's going to fuck with him and start this Hill kid. But, and Jameis will come in and. We'll see what happens, but uh, I don't know, man. I think the Saints are done. Um, I think Peyton has done a great job with the team. I thought they would implode early on after they struggled. Me and Brandon Lang said it; like, we're both wrong, really. But at the same time, now what happened? Because Drew Brees is done. I mean, I don't think his. I don't think the doctor will let him play because you get a splinter of a rib in that fucking lung and you're dead. So I don't think. I think he's done. Um, personally, I think he's done and uh, I think the saints are done. So, um, but Jameis will be out there. I think because they're going to figure out Taysom Hill. I, I don't see Taysom Hill just sitting it, dropping back in, and reading coverage and throwing the ball all over the park. Like an NFL quarterback needs to do. I just, I, I'm really figured. I think Sean Payton's is fucking with some people. He's going to start him maybe. And, Just because he says he's starting, that doesn't mean he's going to play. He's going to start. They're going to run a fucking bullshit QB zone, power, read, something. And here comes Jameis. That's my opinion. I think he's fucking with whoever they're playing this week. And we'll see. Um, We'll see what happens. Um, So I don't know. You guys might be shocked Taysom Hill got to start. I'm not. I'm not at all. I think he's just because he's going to start. That you I mean you can start and play one play, right? I did that with Malik Henry, right? Threw a touchdown against Garden City. I should have played him more. Shit, we'd have won. All right, um, but I couldn't do it because I had to roll with what my word. I only got my all. I, all I'm worth is my word, man. Um, I don't know if you guys heard about former Penn State play uh, player comes out and basically rats on James Franklin uh I know James good dude I've known him for a long time you know it's fucking mind blowing um I guess the kid I'm I'm reading up the story but I I heard about it actually last night but the kid told a player or he tells a the player they say not to talk to the police following a fight with a star linebacker in 2018 um we don't know the story, man. We don't really know the story, um, but at at one, I mean, I'm not condoning anything that if something happened that was wrong, James will probably be fired. Who knows? Especially at Penn State. But like, fuck, man. When did when did this tattletale game become such a big deal? From players to ratting on coaches, from coaches to ratting on coaches, from players ratting on players a locker room used to be the most intimate setting it was our sanctuary it was a it was a uh, you know a real real fucking you know sacred place and uh what about it was a sacred place when did the fucking players and coaches became become ratting on each other when did that become a big deal See, I don't even know if it's the I mentality. Uh, I believe it's a bitch mentality. And I think around 20 years ago, we started this bitch mentality because our parents uh, allowed it and the coaches allowed it and nobody ever checked these kids. And now these kids are adults. And now you have those same kids who have kids now, right? And uh, we have basically, you know, soured the well uh, so to speak, with a bunch of soft enabled, um, you know, Twitter, Twitter fucking keyboard cowards, man. Keyboard cowards. You can tweet in anything you want because the odds of you running into the person you're talking shit to are less than one percent. Because those fuckers that talk shit to me, they know they don't want to see me. But they talk shit all day long because they know they won't get socked in the mouth. And that's like Mike Tyson said, that's like these other people said. People have become so comfortable and that's why I had that show called Bad Words. You can say anything you want. Now you can call a motherfucker a bitch and they laugh on Twitter. And they say, "Oh coach, I'm just kidding, I love you." <laughs> like motherfucker, no. You said I'm a bitch. We have a problem now. But see, it's it's a different world we live in, man. I'm just telling you. A different world. You know, if James Franklin did something malicious towards a female or a kid did something with a female and he allowed it, he needs to go, right? I mean, that's just something I can't ever condone or cover up or hide. Um, But if it was something between men fighting and something of that nature and he rats on him because he don't want his team to get in trouble or his players or his program – then there's another issue. And then everybody's going to come out say, oh, man, you, you you, covering up. No, you don't get it because you never played. You fat fuck sitting on the couch never played with a bunch of guys that understand what it takes, how long we put into this, what we do all day. You're just a fucking fan that can do no wrong. and our, And those guys out there that are brothers every day. Just so you know, brothers fight each other all the time growing up, don't they? Same thing. They still love each other. They're still best friends at the end of the day. But you fat fuck sitting at don't, Winchell's eating donuts who just watch the games on Saturdays who don't have no investment, and then something goes wrong with one of us, and then you're the quickest fucker to judge. You're the quickest fucker to judge, and, and then you're, you're the one that's, man, he needs to go. And then Coach A you're covering up for him. And James Franklin's shitty. He's covering up for criminal activities. Man, you don't know what the fuck's he covering up for? You weren't there. I can't stand these motherfuckers that talk That talk about shit they have no clue what they know. They have no clue what they're talking about. It's just unbelievable to me, man. I know I always harp on it. Um, Anthony Davis is sitting the Lakers out. He's waiting them out. Are uh, you guys shocked on that one? I mean, he's just waiting out the options. He's coming back, I'm pretty sure. I don't see him going somewhere else. I'm pretty sure they're making moves um, to make the team better. So I'm sure it's all calculated. Quit worrying, Laker fans. I wouldn't worry. I'm sure he's going to wait until the Thanksgiving break, and he'll be back. It's not a fucking deal. He didn't come here for one half a year to win it and leave. And if he did, I'd call him every fuckstick and crybaby shitbird there is. Um, he'll leave because it's a money chase but I don't see him leaving I'm just saying if he did leave it's this soft ass mentality remember if you're not from LA please understand something a lot of motherfuckers can't handle LA just so you know it's a different place compared to any other city in the country or in the world probably it's there's a pressure here man you motherfuckers go to jail for rioting when we win a title so just understand what they do when we lose. Huh. There's high-speed chases around this motherfucker when we lose. So just understand, <laughs> a lot of cats can't p- handle that pressure. They'd rather go to fucking play in Sacramento. There ain't no fucking pressure. Let's make the same money, brother, same money. And just remember this, LA is the highest tax bracket in, in the country. You can go to Texas, Florida, Arizona, and not get taxed. So, and no pressure, right? Ain't no fucking pressure like L.A. So they're like, fuck it. I can go live fucking for free somewhere else and, you know, no pressure. But I, I, I see A.B. coming back. I'm just saying. Miles Garrett, Browns, gets COVID. Manny Diaz, head coach at Miami, gets COVID. Washington State's quarterback gets COVID. So guess what? Who knows what's going to happen this weekend? Another fucking... You know, up in the air, fucking up for grab situation. Uh, another slap dick fucking JV season or situation this weekend. So I'll go over my picks at the end. Um, Greg Olson, man, good friend. Um, I coach his little brother, Kevin Olson. I'm gonna have Kevin on this show here uh, next week. I think. You know, Greg. You know, was a great announcer. I thought with the XFL, and he could easily went into the booth with Troy Aikman and them. They they were saying. And, uh, you know, he probably pour, tore his uh, fascist, fascia last night. And he's probably done. And he's probably done for good. And he's been in the league a long time, man. I think he's a top five tight end of all time. Um, I think he's right up there with everyone that's, you know, a good friend of mine. Uh, you know, we were rivals in high school. Tony Gonzalez played for the Chiefs as well. Uh, obviously a legend. He's right up there. You know, I, I still believe John McKay is in, the, in there, that mix as one of the best ever um you know you got the two young kids now you got the Ertz and the kelseys you got the kid at the niners who's coming up and you had the antonio gauges um you've had some great ones right but uh my, mike bavaro uh yeah bavaro man old giant i remember bavaro um but he didn't play long enough and i don't know uh and Waller's a converted receiver, uh, you know, who's, who's like an Antonio Gage, a basketball body um, who's learning the position. And when you become that athletic basketball guy that can jump and get thin and run, you become a high commodity at tight end. And look at him; he's getting, he's earning a probably get paid before it's all over, and, and then he won't, he don't have too many more years. He's already. Remember, you got to understand, he is a journeyman. He's been around for a while now. He's just been cut, and he's had a lot of issues off the field, and now he's got his life together. And I believe everybody deserves a couple shots in this thing, right? Um, so we got a shit a COVID weekend ahead of us. Um, tonight you got like Minnesota playing Purdue. Um. And you know, this weekend I think you got Northwestern um a battle of undefeateds. You got Northwestern playing uh, oh you got you got Indiana playing Ohio State, so another battle of undefeateds. I think the game will be a little closer than people think. Uh Coach Allen's a good friend. My three technique starts at Indiana. Um, you know, um yeah, Wisconsin plays Northwestern. Um quarterback there, um Graham Mertz at, I recruited out of, He's out of Kansas uh, Overland Park area In Kansas But uh I knew he was gonna make it But you know Kansas kids get under recruited There's only a few Every year that make it out But sad day for Greg Olson um, I wish him the best And his family Great family I recruited the the household For for a few years now um, And I've known those guys For a while New Jersey legend The father is a New Jersey legend uh, High school coach Um so playing the game, I, I spoke to a few students this week, um, a few schools, a few high school football teams. Went out and spoke to them. It was good to see get out again and see a little bit. They can't have a ball here in California. You can't have a ball. It's crazy, um, but sometimes I need to take my own advice, man. And, and but like I say, do as I say, don't do as I do. People say you can't say that, coach. That's bullshit. Well, no, it ain't. When you put, when you have a reputation or you've done. Uh, more than the other people you can say that because motherfucker you haven't done what i've done and especially not a kid and especially not a young coach so do as i say not as i do there's reasons i do the shit i do and you can't do what i do so quit trying maybe one day you'll understand that concept but i was telling those kids how to play the game you know uh we didn't play the game well enough um we don't play the game well enough as society. And that's why we're divided. That's why we're in this situation, in my opinion. The kids can't play the game. They don't sit in the front row. They're not taught to sit in the front row. The coaches aren't holding them accountable. Um, you know, they don't ask questions to their teachers. They don't meet their teachers after hours. They don't understand that they have to play the game Because those teachers bubble in your grade at the end of the day. And who do you think the teacher is going to, do you think the teacher is going to put a B under your bubble? If you sit in the front row, ask questions, take your hat off, not on your fucking phone, compared to giving a guy a D in the back on their phone, headgear on, talking shit, clowning. Even though you may have the same work, you may have turned in the same assignments, and maybe the kid in the back that fucks around is actually smarter as far as test taking and all that than the kid in the front. But the kid in the front's a try hard, wants to do right, and is a better kid. Better character kid, right? Understands it. You're likely to get a B and pass the fucking class, even though you may not have earned it. Because it was a good faith threat situation and you play the game. I tell my kids every day, play the game. With police, with administrators, with teachers, authority figures. We don't play the game well enough. I'm just telling you. Uh, Adults. Adults don't play the game well enough. You got these adults out here, man, that are allowing these kids to do what they do. And I told these kids, number one thing I told them, you guys can control your helicopter parents. You can control your helicopter parents by telling them that you chose to play at this school, you chose to play for this coach, and I have faith in him. Leave us alone, but you don't. Your mom don't come and fucking talk to you when you have an F in class. She don't come talk to the teacher, but she comes talk to the coach when you're not playing. There's something definitely wrong with that picture. Because the parent don't know how to play the game. How about you play a back row, parents, mom. Why don't you lay low, chill the fuck out for a while, and let's see how it plays out. You're so quick to go out and tell the coach how my kids should be playing. Your kid's 5'6", 140, and runs a 4'9". He's not a D1 player. I'm sorry I told you that. That's why I have a meeting in the beginning and tell them from the gate. But we have too many coaches that don't know how to play the game. They're lying to the parents. They're telling the parents that your four, your five-six son that looks like Colty on 90-day fiance and runs a five flat is a D1 player because you need bodies. Why would you lie to that motherfucking parent like that, coach? I'm just saying. You can't play the game well enough and you're just allowing this shit to go on. And you're gonna and you're asking why people are fucking you why parents come back pissed at you and why people leave you? Why they transfer on you? I mean, now nah, Stogie and Kelly are over here fucking wrestling and shit. Um, cops, cops can't play the game. And this is if, if it's a societal thing. If you if you notice, all these motherfuckers can't play the game. None of us can. And now the world is kind of getting separated, or the country. And now you have a bunch of fucking shitbirds running rampant, right? Cops don't understand how to play the game and be impartial and be like fucking. You know what? Let me let me learn how to fucking talk to him the same way as I talk to him. They don't want to play the game. They don't want to learn anything. They're stuck in ignorance and ignorance. Is life-threatening, and these people think they can continue to do the same shit over and over and expect a different result, and they're fucking themselves and us. Athletes. Athletes ain't playing the game. Actors ain't playing the game. Politicians, well, fuck, we know they're not playing the game. But athletes, man, can't understand how to play the game. They can't stay out of trouble and not do dumb shit. They can't not... Help the homie out and buy him a car and a hotel and and an apartment or a condo or whatever and go broke. And then they get hurt during the COVID and now they're fucked. Cats can't play the game. They continue to do dumb shit over and over. And nobody is teaching them. Everybody's sucking their dicks to get them to say, I, oh. Antonio Brown played for me in high school. I coached him. I sent him on. He played in college, and guess what? That's what cats want. They don't really want to mold a kid and turn him into a man. They don't really want to be responsible for that. I've sent 200-plus kids to college and 20-plus to the NFL in my, say, 18 years of coaching, 17 years of coaching. And those are records, but... I'm not proud of that. I'm proud of the kids learning the game, how to play it because they don't go to jail. They don't get kicked out. They don't fucking do stupid shit. They're not on ESPN for doing dumb shit. They're on ESPN for running for three, 200 yards and making it and getting a degree had a kid yesterday get another degree. He said he's 22 years old. He's got two degrees. He got an AA degree from me, and he got a BA degree from University of Charlotte, where he is, or where, I'm sorry, I'm not sure where he's at now. He transferred, but he got his BA degree. He's 22 years old. D-tackle kid that played for me. Doncho Barkley, good kid, man. Um, Carolina kid. So he thanked me yesterday, Coach. Thanks for giving me an opportunity to get a degree he figured it out and played the game. That's what makes me more, most proud. Not the motherfucker that's just balling and going to get drafted just to get drafted. And then you see him in, 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 in a fucking cop car in two years. And his, and his career is short-ended. Man, fuck all that. It's a long game. This is a long game. This is a marathon. It's not a sprint. And so cats don't get it. Actors, look at these dumb motherfuckers. Kevin Spacey, Bill Cosby. We got these pedophile fucking perverted fucks that we all look at and be like, fuck, they're great actors, they're great movie stars. R. Kelly's, these entertainers, they can't play the game. They make hundreds of millions of dollars. And that's what they give back. That's their gratefulness. That's how thankful they are. To show how thankful they are by fucking doing this dumbass, perverted, pedophile, fucking weird ass shit. Like, it blows my mind, man. Like, just be humble and stay the fuck out of the way. And you're going to live rich and famous forever. But nope. Now what? R. Kelly's facing jail for life. Bill Cosby, fucking Kevin Spacey, all these fucking weirdos. It's really fucking up my entertainment. Like, I don't listen to R. Kelly no more. I can't watch a Kevin Spacey movie. Fucking Bill Cosby, I don't really know what the fuck to think. So I can't eat pudding. So it's like, fuck, what do I do? Um, you guys are really fucking me, man. And politicians, holy fuck, you were selected to not ever play the game. So we know we know what the fuck you guys are. You and Priest are the crookedest, most crooked motherfuckers in the world. Um that's just my opinion. You know that. Matthew McConaughey. I think Don Cheadle is the best actor in the world. But that's me. Um Well, I thought Kevin Spacey was probably top one or two, <laughs> but I wouldn't give him a squirt to piss. So, who knows? Um, Walter, you said John Goodman. I know. I know he's a big brother, big dude. John Goodman is a fucking like a C list actor, ain't he? He's known for the fucking Roseanne bar show. <laughs> John Goodman. What was he in a fucking? Uh, he was in that one spider movie when he kill all the spiders and shit. Narcolept. What was that movie called? Fucking narcolepsy. That's fucking night. What what the fuck was the spider movie? Um, I forgot. Fucking arachnophobia or some shit maybe was the name of it. I don't know. Um and then he was in uh I think it was arachnophobia he was in. But then he was in that other fucking he was in the one of the uh one of the hangover movies. Big Lebowski, yeah, I remember that one. Um All right, I'm going to get into my picks, man. Picks of the week. Week 11, man. Um I picked Seattle last night. I won that. Um I'm going to make sure I'm charting my shit down too because I'm in a pool. Um I got Cincinnati to it's a plus it's a point it's a half a point. Uh they're they're a half a point dogs to the no-name Washington. I don't see that. So I'm going with Cincinnati. Um and Burrow, I think Burrow's going to light up Washington. I think Burrow's going to be my DraftKings QB this weekend. And uh when I win the million dollars, I'll let you guys know how that goes and I'll send you guys a bottle of slap Dick. Uh i got atlanta to honestly i'm taking atlanta they're six and a half dogs and uh on the road and i'm taking atlanta to cover or probably win that um this is a funny one man um jacksonville's nine and a half dogs at home versus pittsburgh I think this is the perfect letdown game for Pittsburgh. Nine and a half points on the road is a lot in the NFL. I'm going to take a surpriser here, and I'm going to pick Jacksonville to cover the nine and a half. I don't know Brandon Lang, all that history and shit, and all the shit he tells you, but I just go with my gut, and I've been whipping pretty much good ass lately. Uh, New England at Houston. I'm taking New England plus two and a half uh, all day long at Houston. Uh, I already went over my QB slap dick podcast this week, and I told you I'm not a Deshaun Watson guy. I'm not a believer either in Cam Newton either, but I am a billick believer. So I'm going with New England uh, on the road. Philly at Cleveland. Philly's a plus three and a half, so they're dogs, and I'm going to cover it up. I'm going to cover it up. Um, I'm going to cover. I'm going to take Philly to cover at Cleveland. No Miles Garrett. Um who knows by Sunday if how many other fucking COVIDs there'll be. Um but I'm going to take Philly and I believe Carson Wentz is probably the second most overrated quarterback in the last ten years. But I'm going I think by Miles Garrett being out, I think his nuts dropped a little more today, and he'll be up a little more comfortable. So I'm gonna take Philly to win that one. Um, Detroit at Carolina. I'm going to take Detroit uh, to cover the two and a half. Um, Tennessee at Baltimore, man. Tennessee's a plus six and a half. Dog, I'm taking Tennessee. It's an all, it's a must win for both teams. Both teams have to win here. I think Lamar Jackson's hit a wall. I told you guys, I think the NFL's figured him out. I told you this for I don't know how long. He cannot throw the fucking football, and he will not be successful. You can't throw to the tight end in the NFL and not throw and stretch the field horizontally or vertically with anybody else and expect to be great. He can't just keep throwing the ball to the tight end and running read option football in the NFL. Sorry, it ain't going to work for long. And I think they figured him out. Tennessee, you know, basically I think, has their number? I think Tennessee covers the six and a half. Jets at the Chargers. This is an interesting one, man. The Chargers are are favored by nine and a half points at home, with no crowd. Um, beautiful new stadium here in LA is just a waste. Uh, it's a tough one for me, man. I'm gonna take the Chargers, but I, I really am close to leading for the Jets to cover. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the Chargers by ten, which will cover by a half a point. Uh, Miami at Denver, man. I got, I got Miami. I mean, two has made a believer. Not really me a believer because obviously I told you I wouldn't pay him on my podcast last week. But their defense and special teams are unbelievable. They're playing legit. Um I'm going to take Miami in the two, and they're favored by two and a half, so I'm taking Miami. They'll win by a field goal there. Dallas at Minnesota, man. Um, Dallas is dogs by nine and a half. I don't think, even though Minnesota's on a three-game winner, uh, I think Dallas is going to cover, man. I think they're going to cover the nine and a half. Uh, I really do. I'm taking Dallas to cover, man. I think... uh, The Q came back, and um, we'll go from there. Green Bay is dogs at Indy, one and a half. I'm taking Green Bay. I'm taking Green Bay, one and a half. I think Phillip Rivers struggles this week, Um, and I think Aaron Rodgers is inside at Indy, domed up. No snow, no wind. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to, and Indy has a great defense. I just think. Green Bay figures a way out to win by one and a half. I mean, sorry, to cover one and a half. Um, Kansas City at Vegas, man. Everybody expects, you know, Kansas City to come out and cover the seven and a half. They're going to come out because they're pissed that, that Vegas beat them. Uh, they're only lost this year, and Vegas put it on them. Now they're at home in Vegas. Uh, Kansas City's going to come out and try to kill them. I think the Vegas, I think the Raiders cover a seven and a half. And uh, I don't know if they win, obviously. I think the Chiefs win it. But I think they're going to win by three or maybe seven. Um, But it's a seven and a half dog. The Raiders are. I'm going to let them cover. I'm taking the Rams on Monday night at Tampa to cover the three and a half. I think Tom Brady's kryptonite I told you last week is a good D-line that plays coverage. They don't have to blitz and have good corners. The Rams have the best D-line the best corners that is going to be an issue for Tom Brady. They will drop coverage. They will cloud his vision and Tom Brady will struggle just like he has versus new Orleans, who also has a good pass rush and good corners. Also like he did versus Chicago who has a good pass rush and good corners. He has lost three games to teams that have D line play that can get to the quarterback without bringing extra pressures and play coverage. Tom Brady struggles. If you've ever watched him, the Giants in the Super Bowl, the Eagles in the Super Bowl, any teams you've ever seen him lose to have been D line guys that don't bring extra pressures and play coverage and lock down his guys. Just telling you, don't be shocked if the Rams run away with that one. But again, you got golf on the other side. And if if fucking, Dominic Sue talks shit to him. Um, even though they're former teammates, you know, golf will piss his bitch fucking pants because he can't fucking play with any pressure or any moxie. And so, uh, shit. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But those are my picks, man. Uh, those are my picks for the weekend. Um, we'll see what happens. Uh, yeah, golf's fucked up. Um, but hey, man. I, Good little 40-minute show. I uh, just had to get some shit done. And uh, I'll be back with the coaching show in the morning. And uh, go from there, man. Appreciate you guys. Yeah, Martel. ESPN, they don't know. Fucking Orlowski or whatever. He's horrible. He calls fucking zone everything. Everything's zone. Motherfucker, they ran QB counter with Lamar Jackson. And they fucking called it outside zone. Like, he has no clue. Like those guys are the most, it's unbelievable, man. It's just, it's crazy. Um, shit. Man, we could do something on Fridays. We could do a pool. Yeah, we could do a pool. So if you lose, you buy slapdick whiskey. If I lose, I'll send the winner a bottle. If you guys lose, you got to buy a bottle and off of the website, slapdickinc.com. So, sound like a, is that fair? Shit, if that's fair, then you, that's what you got to do. Boom. That's what you got to do right there. Go to slapdickinc.com. You go right there. Cigars are right there. You click cigars, boom. You go to the cigar site. You click the whiskey site, boom. You go to the whiskey site. You want some merch? Go get you some hoodies, man. Go get you a hoodie, a book, or a t-shirt. Right there. Shit. Hate me now. Love me later. Slap dick gear. It's all on the website. You want a cameo? I'll cuss your ass out on cameo. And there you go. Boom. Whatever you want. Hey, I'll be doing a uh, uh, Chris. Chris buys cigars. For, uh, he has. He's bought like 90% of my my sales have been Chris Pugh. So um, <laughs> uh appreciate you, Chris. Uh hey man I appreciate you guys on the slap dick pod i'll be launching that it'll be out streaming uh here in a, in, a, in a minute so John let me know what you think of the book man I appreciate it hey I appreciate you guys man don't be slapdicks. be safe and I'll see you guys tomorrow on the coaching one-on-one show peace hope this ain't my last chance me. Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. Find a guy, man. I'm just you. Your mouth. I'm tired of hearing guys talk back, man.